0: for joining us on episode 28 of loons out of water a minnesota united football club fan podcast i am your host dylan and on today's show we have our regular flyers jake Seppi, Simon, my damies sydney
1: can't follow that up
0: and pk pk anything you'd like to say to get us going today no all right well on today's Podcast. We're going to talk about the final season game for the Minnesota United Football Club as a NASL team. We'll talk about our the next step being Major League Soccer. Um, we'll talk about the new website that Minnesota United unveiled earlier today or at least recently. And lastly, we'll talk a little bit about our thoughts on who the player of the year was for us in 2016. So first, we'll start off with Minnesota United FC 0, New York Cosmos 1. The lone goal in this game came from the Cosmos, uh, for the Cosmos, off of Eric Calvillo's foot from a Iotse assist, and that was all she wrote so, Sid, murder. Oh, <coughs> murder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that, that <laughs> oh,
2: God. That was going to be a great joke until I just growled it and vomited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Never mind. We're just keep moving. Keep moving. Just uh, clean
1: the puke off yourself.
0: <laughs> yep. Sid, uh, so at any point during this game, did you think that Minnesota looked like a team that should be in the NASL playoffs this year?
1: I would say the entire second half looked like a team that wanted to be in the playoffs this year. As Tyler, or says, every day should be decision day.
0: I mean, that's not really what he said. said, It's what he he said. It's no.
1: Yeah. No. Mm. (laughs) I was was there. All I'm saying is we looked great the second half. And we should. Shit the bed the entire season, and therefore that second half we, in no really way the the <laughs> redeems us. Yes, I think the majority. I don't remember. There's like maybe, maybe tops five games where I came away from the game and I was like, wow, I didn't hate every single person on the field this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful that's, day. Oh <laughs>
0: uh, I feel like that's on you. I don't even that's know if that's not on, on me. them. <laughs>
2: Uh, Welcome to Loons Out of Water, a fan slash uh, utter hatred podcast.
1: Slash Jake with the strong journalism background. Mm Mm-hmm. Based entirely on seeking the truth.
0: Jake, on the uh, damp evening that was this Minnesota v. Cosmos game, uh, who is your man of the match? Uh, Viva. Uh, Kevin Venegas was uh, elected according to Twitter. Uh, what? Are you, who did you think stood out to you that, that fateful Saturday evening? Uh, Night of the fire that claimed... <laughs> Our father's
2: lives, and <laughs> yes. his inheritance to us, including an heirloom, which promised adventure for those brave enough to seek it.
0: I love this. I don't know what you're doing. Okay. It. <laughs> um,
2: I um, was really trying to uh, find some, look up some statistics to try and uh, bolster...
1: How often um, fathers yeah. die in freak fires and. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, trying to pro- just, you know, provide some good data uh, to under uh, to, to support whatever I had to say, except that as we will, I'm sure, talk about when we get to the websites. Uh, it, it's just gone. Uh, and there's no more Minnesota United anything there. So 100 percent on the eye test.
0: Uh,
2: I would actually maybe toss it out to low. Um, defensively, he was again, uh, as he has been often, uh, sturdy when called upon, but probably more so. Uh, he seemed like one of our better uh, or at least a vastly improved attacking presence that second half of the game. Uh, we, as we were just going all out, uh, and like Sid said, uh, they, you know, the second half, uh, they were absolutely playing their hearts out. And since there's nowhere else to say it here, you know, I, I at least left the game uh, at least somewhat satisfied just because we, they had left everything out on the field. Uh, there was I mean, they just went absolutely just, you know, full bore uh, until the whistle at the end. So, you know, some of these more recent games, we felt like there was kind of a letdown and like Ibsen was the only guy really pushing. Uh, it's unfortunately that we maybe saved that until the last game, uh, but you know they they gave it their very best. Uh, wore their hearts on their sleeves, left it all on the field, gave 110%. Uh, am I missing any cliches? I think you hit them all. Got them all? Okay. Uh, so that was good. I really liked Damien Lowe in attack, uh, using his both his speed and his physicality. Uh, up that right side as we were pushing as the game went on um, some of his crosses were the best crosses that we threw the entire game which included our set pieces which uh, kind of at times looked like it was me uh, out there <laughs> um, and so I don't know if he was our man of the match but just uh, he looked the most impressive
1: alright
0: I can buy into that Sid any thoughts on that
1: Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that. I think he really showed, I don't know, I guess like so much determination to win. And I don't think everybody else had the same level of aggression and showing up and willing to take any chance he was presented. And I was really impressed. He's the one I remember the most from the entire game. Yeah,
0: if you frame it like that, I would definitely agree. Um, I don't know if I have a better option for man of the match uh, from what I can remember. Um, I I know for a good chunk of, at at least the first half, Ibsen looked like he was going to be as he was the only one that looked like he knew that this was a winner, you know, go home sort of situation. Um, but then, you know, he sort of faded, got subbed out, I believe. Yeah.
2: Well, he got hurt, if
0: I'm uh, right. Uh, he that did get injury. hurt. Yeah. I think he was he, subbed out. Yeah, I think right? he was. Yeah. But I don't think he. Uh, was it
1: Spies that came in for him?
0: Yeah, I don't remember.
1: We would have know. No,
0: Calvano came in for him. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, that's sort of unfortunate for him. Uh, let's just blame it on Ibsen. You know, if he hadn't gotten hurt. <laughs>
1: Oh, Maybe wow. That was my shocked face. It's <laughs> weird.
0: Um, no, I think it was, I think to your point, Jake, I think that it was hard to, even though, uh, as I'm going to throw you under the bus here, uh, you thought that we had come away with a 0-0 zero, zero draw uh, <laughs> and your interpretation of... Uh, walking away, you know, feeling okay about it. Um, I still agree with you. I still think that uh, at the end of the game, it felt like we had put uh, as much as we could into that game. Um, And unfortunately just, you know, didn't have enough uh, to get a point, let alone the win. Um, And yeah, I think, uh, Lowe did a pretty damn good job kind of making one of very few final statements in this season uh, before we take our next step.
1: Yeah, I think I made a comment to Dylan after the game that it kind of felt like some players knew that if they were going to make our team now that we've entered the MLS that they were really trying to push one last time to show scouts and other teams looking for fresh talent that they had, something to offer. So, And whether or not that's what Lowe was doing, uh, he still had a great game. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, well, moving on. Next up, Major League Soccer.
1: What accent was that?
0: It wasn't an accent.
1: And Major League Soccer. Yo soy Dylan. (laughs) Dylan. Even you me podcast. Yeah,
2: she lived in Spanish for a year. It's okay.
1: I lived in Spanish. <laughs> she lived in Spanish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. Oh my god, this is such a shit show podcast <laughs> so far. Um, so now that we're because we uh, watch
1: all the soccer games on uh, the Mexican channel, yeah,
0: the Mexican. channel.
1: Spanish.
0: I can say those <laughs> things. Oh my God. Edit. 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 So now that we're headed to uh, MLS, uh, are you guys finally excited?
1: I'm not excited.
0: No. Why?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, because the price of tickets hurts, and yeah, it's just like yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not excited.
2: Okay. Jake? I'm still way too sad. Uh, Saddened that our season ends early. (laughs) I watch enviously as four other teams vie for the soccer bowl. That's what it's called, right?
0: I believe so.
1: Is it a bowl that looks like a soccer ball on the inside? Because if it's not, that's fucking disappointing.
0: On the inside?
1: Yeah, like a soccer ball... Imprint on the inside. I think it does on the like outside. they just like rolled Who a soccer cares what ball it looks like and on the inside. Because, like, when you eat cereal out of it, you want to be Enough. like, oh, yeah, this is my soccer bowl, uh-huh. ball, bowl, whatever. No.
0: Ball. Balls. B-O B A W L soccer ball. Bowl. <laughs> I like it. It's a soccer ball. Anyways, Jay, continue your thought. Yeah,
2: it's 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 just it's too early um, for me to get excited for next year. When we get there, when we get to that point, uh, I will be very excited. But all of the you know corporate uh, commercials, to the contrary, you know it's it's tough for me to get excited about next year when we're still. Uh, in this year, I guess, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I think my lack of excitement is more about the fact that I'm not really, like, someone to get enthused about brands. I guess, like, sports teams are because I really enjoy certain players or coaches, and not knowing if anyone is going to make the mm-hmm. team next year is kind of like, I can't really get excited yeah. about something when it's...
0: That's a good point, yeah.
1: There's nobody to get behind, so...
0: Yeah, and I mean it makes. Get behind PK. Yeah, woo woo! It, it, it makes you know sort of a lot of what we've discussed, especially in this fall season. As we've, it's been announced that we're going to Major League Soccer. It's that same point of just sort of we can say you know everything and how we feel about it, but none of it's going to end up holding any weight until we know more what this team actually is and will be going forward. So yeah, that's a good point. yeah thank you. I think that uh, for me, I think I'm I'm definitely excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing, you know, being sort of on the quote unquote big stage. Uh, something that uh, Jake mentioned earlier in the podcast was the new website that was unveiled, uh, which conveniently, Uh, leaves off all of our history uh, so we had no information or very little information to go on as far as the uh, loon's end of season was concerned Um, what do you guys think of the new website what you've seen so far and, and what have you, Sid?
1: I am really sorry to the person who spent probably the last several months of their lives painstakingly working on this but I give zero shits it looks so much like the old website and I'm—I don't know. Like, yay!
0: So it's like a standard thing. Like Okay, each so I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Well, and I, I mean, someone at them? Major League Soccer designed yeah. it, but it's not like a, a Minnesota United person designed it.
1: <sighs> well, if they're not from Minnesota, I don't care.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> Jake. What about you?
2: What do you think? Well, I, for one, welcome our new uh, corporate template <laughs> overlords. So. <laughs> nice
0: yep.
1: I will tithe how much every month enough his firstborn child
2: at least 10% All right. since I think that's what tithe literally means but I'm not sure on that
1: well yeah that makes sense but I thought tithe was supposed to be kind of like a, a at least 10% but a moving scale depending on your income well I guess 10% is a moving scale depending on your income Right.
2: Oh, now that's, that's interesting I like the idea of like uh, The same Pope That's just like Slaughtering Muslims in the Holy Land Is like you know we need a progressive Tax rate here with our tithing
1: <laughs> We'll call it tithing 10% completely based on your own income We don't want to really Hurt the like the little man Oh, We just want to terrify the little man Into following our church and giving All his income to us Looking at you, Grandma and Grandpa, who gave away your entire millions of dollars of life savings to the Catholic Church.
2: Edit, edit, <laughs> edit. <laughs> I'm very um, it'll be good. Uh, I, you know, when when we have like games on there, and they get our history typed in and uploaded, and we have a roster, you know, it'll be fine. Right now, it's probably too early since they probably just have the template. And just the rest of it is, it needs to be filled in. It's functional. It'll get the job done. Uh, Like Sydney said, it's pretty tough to get excited about, but I mean, it'll it'll get the job done. It looks
0: fine. All right. Well, with that being said, let us take our final point and talk a little bit about who we feel is player or was player of the year for our 2016 season. Um, Sid, you get to go first. Who would you pick? for Offensive Player of the Year.
1: I would say, for me, it is easily a tie between Kevin Venegas and Cruz Control, Cruz. Okay. Says, we're going to call it his first name, right? Cruz Control, <laughs> Cruz, yes. That's what we dub him now. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Any reason not Christian Ramirez?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever listened to this podcast... There's been exactly zero times that Chris Ramirez has impressed me.
0: Not his 18 goals.
2: So not like 18 times you've been impressed?
1: No, Jake. Not 18 times. Uh, Not even once. (laughs) Not even once. That one glimmering, beautiful moment where he ripped his shirt off and his abs glistened in the lights of NSC and then...
0: You sound like a little fangirl. That,
1: that died inside me. Anyways, Venegas and Cruz, because I think Venegas is the most improved and gelled the most of the team over the entire year. I felt like he really is a different player than he was when he first joined the team. I think he's completely integrated. He, The team would what be does very that different. Now, because if we bring him forward, I think he's a good. Uh, being cohesive to a new group of players and he clearly has an ability to change his style of play to fit the rest of his teammates and venegas just continues to be i think unfortunately his season was cut short by an injury but he was still regardless impressive so
0: all right jake what do you think as far as defensive player of the year is concerned
2: uh, you know, for me, this was a draw between two people. Uh, it would probably either be Venegas or Cruz, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, that there it was between two people. Uh, again, I wanted to, you know, go into, uh, into the NASL's uh, wonderful website where they uh, really painstakingly and meticulously keep statistics. Uh, but we were just immediately thrown out. Of that entire website Uh, our players are still in the league leader page but uh, we no longer have any of our team stats on that website we no longer have a team page like it was as soon as we were mathematically eliminated we immediately moved to MLS I think is what happened yeah it looks like it Uh, so my two my two picks here were I think pretty clearly Coleman uh, and Brovsky (laughs) Uh, Brovsky for me was such a it was a really easy pick since he was that uh, an outstanding kind of destroyer defensive shield uh, in front of our back four all year and then he did such a great job filling in uh, and right back when Venegas got hurt as well. Um, so we really, really suffered, especially you know as we were transitioning from from defense to offense whenever he wasn't that guy. Uh, in that uh, defensive midfield role. Uh, Coleman, I think, um, probably, at least statistically, deserves it more. Um, He was, at least in the, I think, the top five, maybe at least the top ten in all of the NASL and clearances. Uh, He had a really awful, like, five-week stretch in the first half of the season, which... Uh, corresponded with a really awful five-week stretch that the loons had in the beginning of the season uh, but before that and ever since uh, he's just been an absolute rock in uh, in the middle of our defense and so uh, statistically that was borne out too i'd probably give it to him
0: all right I think those are two good choices. I like I like the way you guys are thinking. I also, boy, you, Dylan, if uh, nice. I were to choose offensive player of the year, I would go with Christian Ramirez, just mostly because he's our literally our only goal scorer, um, but unfortunately. Um, and then defensively, yeah, I think both of your choices are right on the mark. I would probably end up going with. Brofsky, uh, just because I feel like I, it was easier to feel his absence when he wasn't on the field than it was yep. Coleman's. Um you know, statistically I think you might be right. Like Coleman might be able to correlate more clearly with wins and losses potentially. Um, but when Bravski wasn't our central defensive midfielder, it was a very different team. And, uh, Uh, on the field so that's i think
2: that's a a a good point to bring up i do think it was a bigger drop from brovsky to pitch than it was from like Coleman to calvano or something like that
0: yep and you know our between our three slash four center backs um that played throughout the year um They all had their, you know, really positive stretches. And Coleman's was most of the season. Um, But on any given week, weekend, um, all of them had the chops to put in a good enough game for us to win. Um, I think, you know, that doesn't take anything away from Coleman's skills and and progression as a player this year. But, um, yeah, I think it just gives Brodsky the edge for me. So, What do you folks think
2: about this idea? Oh, okay. When Chris Clouty was on the field, we
0: didn't give up a goal all season. Oh man, that's crazy. That's hot take stat right there. Holy
1: shit! Mm -hmm. I remember that now.
0: Yep. You know what else? I think that uh, when Daniel Mendez was on the field, we also didn't give up a goal.
1: Um, it was the most beautiful, like, two minutes of the entire season. <laughs> yeah,
0: bom, bom. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about?
2: Nope. The remastered Skyrim. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, go for it. What you got? Oh, I really don't. I thought we were going to converse. You, you, Dylan, you didn't make questions for it. <laughs> I can't put that much effort into this. Oh, I see. Okay. You've got to you've got to step up, Dylan, and be a leader.
1: I'll try. This I'll podcast. try harder next time. This is your podcast, Dylan. We're here for you.
0: Um, all right. Well, that will do it for episode 28 of Loons Out of Water. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. You can find our podcast on our website, loonsoutofwater.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a rating, no matter what you think. And a thank you to those who have already rated or written a review. We do appreciate it. If you're on Twitter, follow us at loon's Out of Water, or you can let us know your thoughts at loonsoutofwater at gmail.com. On behalf of this raft of loons, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next, we don't know yet, but uh, we'll see you again. Goodbye. Literally. Literally. You want to say literally this time? No. Say it. Ready? No. Say it.
1: No. No. But no.
2: Say figuratively.
1: Figuratively.